I don't want no trouble, mister, the robber said. Just money, that's all. Just stay calm, friend, Doc Clark said as he took a closer look at the sweating man, pointing a revolver at his chest. Doc noticed his emaciated frame, his wild eyes, his filthy clothes damp with sweat, his gun hand twitching from the effort of holding the small revolver. This man wasn't just a common thug. He was a dope fiend, as much a victim as he was a criminal, a victim of his own addiction to a terrible new mystery drug sweeping through the city's unfortunate addict population. Doc had learned the art of manipulating his voice long ago and adopted a soothing, paternal tone. He wanted to talk the gun out of this poor man's hand if he could. You're not a bad man, friend. You're just sick is all. You need care and treatment, and I can give you both. Why don't you just put the gun away and let me take a look at you? I'm sure we'll have you feeling better in no time if you just... But the junkie's yellow eyes went wild, hungry. It's only one thing that'll make me feel good, and you ain't got it. Nobody can make me feel as good as he can. He can do anything. He jerked the barrel of the pistol down at the cash register, then back up at Doc. Open it, damn it! Open it now! Doc had wanted to talk the gun out of the junkie's hand, but he'd take it if he had to. He kept speaking in his paternal tone. Money's the last thing you need right now, friend. You're too far along and won't last a week if you keep taking that poison. Doc pointed to the mirror behind the counter. Take a good look at yourself. Your skin and eyes are yellow because your liver is diseased and beginning to shut down. You can't live without a liver. Doc could have listed a half a dozen other things that were wrong with the man, but he cut to the chase. You're dying. Right here and right now. If you'll just let me help you, I can... Shut up! The junkie screamed. Just shut your filthy mouth. I didn't come in here for a damned lecture. I came in here for money and I want it. I want all of it right now. And that's when the red call light he'd installed under the counter began to blink and buzz quietly. The call light he'd installed whenever his patron, Commissioner Warwick, called for the crimson mask. Doc hoped the gunman hadn't seen the blinking light or heard the faint buzzing. But he had. What's that? The junkie's eyes went even wilder. Is that an alarm? Did you call the cops? You did, didn't you? Doc watched his hand quiver as he tried to thumb back the hammer on the pistol. You ratted me out, didn't you? You— In one fluid motion, and with a speed no pharmacist should have, Doc snatched the gun out of the man's hand and backhanded him with the butt of the pistol across the jaw. The attic collapsed like a sack of wet leaves, unconscious before he even hit the floor. Doc easily vaulted the counter and put two fingers to the man's thin neck, checking for a pulse. The skin was cold and gooseflesh, but Doc could feel a pulse. It was weak and erratic, but there, he was still alive, barely. Doc knew the blow to the jaw hadn't done that to him. Whatever drugs the man had been pumping into his system had. As a pharmacist, 
Doc Clark had seen what narcotics like cocaine and opiates could do to the human body, what it could turn people into, how it killed their souls and robbed them of every trace of their humanity. But this was something different, something worse. For Doc Clark was one of the few people in the city who knew that a new narcotic had been sweeping through the underworld of the city for the past month, a drug so powerful it was turning normally docile pathetic addicts into desperate lunatics, ready to do almost anything to get enough money for their next fix. The police had done a fine job of keeping the problem out of the papers as they hunted the source of the new epidemic, but so far the source had proven elusive.